Hello, and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast. The Power Your Advice podcast is designed to bring financial advisors new ideas, why those ideas should be considered, and how to implement them into your business. This podcast is brought to you by Advisorpedia, the best place for advisors to grow their minds and businesses. And now, please join your host, Doug Heikinen. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Today, we have Tony Liao, who's the president of InvestNet's Money Guide. Money Guide helps advisors' clients define, prioritize their goals into needs, wants, and wishes before meeting with them, and much more. Welcome, Tony. Well, welcome. And, and first of all, I don't think it's, it's probably been, I can't remember the last time I heard somebody pronounce my last name correctly. So I truly appreciate that. When, when, um, when you grow up in North Carolina, instead of saying Leal, they say Leal. Um, so it's, a, it's wonderful to hear my last names uh, pronounced correctly. So thank you. You're welcome. Let's go back in time, if you would. Think back to when you had the idea from Money Guide Pro. What was your intention at the time? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, what happened some 20 some odd years ago, Bob Curtis, uh, who created the company and myself, um, we really felt that there was uh, uh, something really missing in planning, that that planning was so much like a general ledger approach and never really took into account um, really what was important to the, the client, which was their goals. Uh, and so we believe we were the first 20 some years ago to bring goals into planning and to really focus on, on that aspect. And we really feel that, that that is truly what's important to the client, even to this day. How were people defining retirement planning at that time? Well, it was really, really focused on, again, numbers. And um, it was, you know, what number are you going to have? You know, what, what's your number? Even to this day, there's a lot of marketing on what's your number. And as, as you're aware and our audience is aware, um, it is literally impossible for us to predict and run analytics at such a granular level that we can tell people what they're going to have 25 years from now. And when we started, again, for example, people would be down to the penny on their investment accounts and what is going to be worth with a dividend and all those other things 30, 32 years from now on a specific holding that is going to grow to some specific value. And we feel that that short-term detail cash flow is important, but short-term, uh, not long-term. And to believe that anybody... You know, trust me, I wouldn't be doing financial planning software if I somehow knew uh, what the market was going to be and inflation and everything else, uh, taxes were going to be 30 years from now. Um, so that's where we really saw that there was an opportunity to kind of refocus the direction of what planning should be. From an analytical standpoint, long term, you're looking to be directionally correct because it's impossible to be accurate. Nobody has that kind of crystal ball. Correct. Absolutely. <laughs> How can advisors do a better job with clients not making those conversations about a number? What should those conversations be? You know, it, it's, it really needs to start by uh, working with the client 
for, uh, ignoring the, their resources, their financial resources, but start with the client on how they picture, like let's do an example of near retirement, of how they picture retirement. And so often advisor just says, well, how much money do you need? Instead, it should be, it's retirement is really, really, it's a living plan, not a retirement plan. So what do you want to do in retirement? How are you going to live? Well, I want to travel, you know, abroad every other year. Um, I'd like a vacation home that, you know, all of my children and stuff can come to every year. Um, You know, there, I would like to pay for uh, my grandkids colleges all those things, that granularity is what clients want to talk about. And advisors need to feel comfortable with that type of interaction. And that's where you really create that sticky relationship. And so getting into that level of detail and understanding what's really important to that client, that's not a number, that's an emotional thing they're trying to achieve because they want to pay for the the grandkids' uh, you know, colleges or weddings or whatever those things may be that are really important to them. That's what we need the conversation really to be based upon. Then we backfill it with the resources the client has and then help them figure out how to achieve those goals. So those goals. And what you found with your software is when an advisor works with the client to find out their goals it's very different than when the client has the ability to find their, to define their own goals using their platform. I thought that's very interesting. It is. Uh, it's a little disappointing, uh, to be honest with you, but it, it uh, was quite revealing that when we go back and we look at plans, uh, when advisors create plans, they were averaging a little over two goals uh, per household where we have firms that allow clients to put their goals in themselves directly. And there they're averaging between six and eight goals a plan. So it's remarkably almost three times the number of goals when a client themselves are putting in the things they want to achieve. So that really just shows there's a, a great opportunity for the advisors to engage more in that goal type of interaction. And, you know, it, it takes some time for, I think, certain advisors to get comfortable with that type of, of uh, direction in the interaction, but it really, it really is the basis of what it should be based on. And it also shows the power of your platform and giving the clients the ability to play with it a little bit. Oh, absolutely. And it, it's another thing, who would have thought, you know, uh, various positive things come from COVID. But, uh, you know, since the beginning, when we created the, the platform 20 years ago, we, in the initial release, created the ability for clients to have access to the plan. The advisors obviously control what type of access they have. And it's, you know, uh, let's call it newer advisors into the planning world would adopt that very quickly. Uh, but the majority of advisors who have many years uh, of experience, they were a little bit slower to adopt that approach. But when COVID came along, they really didn't have a choice. They had to give their clients um, access directly to the platform. And we saw numbers skyrocket with client access, uh, aggregation, where the clients now would aggregate their accounts. Uh, just so much more. It doubled our, our, 
our usage on access of aggregation. Uh, it was just, there was so much client engagement. And what I'm so excited about is that hopefully we're on the other side, knock on wood, with COVID. And I'm really hoping now that it'll just keep going because you're not, advisors aren't going to now just all of a sudden take it away. Clients still, now that they've become comfortable and engaged in their plan more than just once a year for the annual meeting, I really think that that's now going to continue in that same direction of really giving client entitlement and client giving the client's power over their own financial plan. Advisors focus on accumulation for their clients is well known. Their focus on the other side, decumulation, isn't widely celebrated, and that needs to change. Does your platform help with that? It sure does. And, and it helps even to the aspect when you go to decumulation, you know, we have short-term detail cash flow with the studio project uh, product that we released about eight months ago. So it can really help focus on that decumulation process. One of the things that we spent at least three years on, for example, in the decumulation phase was annuities. Um, and that was an intriguing project all on its own, just because of the sophistication, obviously, of uh, various types of annuities. But what we really found, an annuity, when you run it in a plan, it's not I mean, in many cases, it's not going to increase the probability of success. It's not going to increase the Monte Carlo result by very much, if at all. And in many cases, it reduces it. But what it does is it reduces it in many cases nominally. So if you had an 85% probability of success and you buy an annuity and it goes from 85 to 84 or 83, that's a nominal decrease. And if you, if you, position that correctly and tell a client, hey, look, it's it's only re reducing your long-term prospect by one or 2%, but look at this guarantee that we're now putting in its place where you know you have that paycheck, you have that income via uh, your decumulation phase, you know that's locked in. And so what a great conversation, and we think a very fair conversation to be had. So that's really, really taken off uh, over the past couple of years. Jackson uh, National was huge in, in helping us uh, kind of validate that process. And it's utilized quite heavily in the past probably two years. How did we get to a place where annuities went from good to very bad to good again? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. And I'm sure it's going to keep going back and forth uh, for years to come. I'm not really sure I, I can tell you that. The only thing I can tell you is that when we ran the analytics, we, you have to look at them differently. Again, it's not, there'll be many people who think it's supposed to increase probability. Um, and it really doesn't in so, so many cases, but that doesn't mean it's bad. It, it's a trade-off, obviously. You're taking money out of the market and, you know, that could be working, let's call it out with outside the insurance umbrella. But obviously, you know, everything is a trade off. But if you're able to sit there and show it what we think is in a really fair and balanced way, it gives you a really good perspective 
of the pros and cons of such a product and allows then the client and the advisor to determine if it's, if it's uh, a good fit for you. But it's not a perfect fit for everybody, just like no product is. Yeah. Social security is much more complicated than advisors and investors realize. How does your system assist with this calculation? Um, so we created an optimizer. In, so many people attack social security as a standalone um, process where let's just figure out, forget your financial plan, forget everything. Let me just have a social security calculator. And what we, we get so frustrated because that misses the mark. We, we have one of those ourselves, but we also have the optimization within a plan because obviously the sophistication of all the different strategies that exist of, you know, taking it FRA, all the various different strategies that we run up to six different strategies, but some of those strategies, one of those six, for example, will get you the most money possible. That doesn't mean that it gives you the best result in your financial plan. And so by running those strategies, with inside the financial plan, because when you take that money, obviously impacts the other money in your plan and when that comes into play. And so timing of all those things with, in concert with all of your resources, pensions and everything else, that's where we find that that is really a great conversation to have with your client to say, if you're trying to figure out how to get the most from the government, this is it, but look at your plan result. You, you have a lower, overall financial plan result if you take it then if you're to wait for you know whatever the scenario is you're able to then sit there and show them that yes you got a little bit less money from social security but your overall financial wealth and plan is significantly better and so we've really enjoyed didn't expect but we really see how client and advisors are gaining from that perspective, instead of just running some standalone calculator. What makes Money Guide Pro different than everybody else out there and should be evaluated seriously by every advisor? What I would say makes us different is we started 20 years ago doing one thing, goals-based financial planning. 20 years later, we're still doing goals-based financial planning. We're not in the CRM business. We're not in the aggregation business. We're, we're not in the client portal business. There's all these other businesses that, you know, have sprouted out around us. Money Guide is from the beginning always integrated with those other platforms because we don't, it's, we got our hands full just creating uh, financial planning software. So we've been focused on one thing for 20 years, the, the gaps that we had, which everybody's got gaps, uh, the major gap we had that we've heard from advisors since the beginning is that we did not have short-term detail cash flow and sophisticated estate strategies. We had very simplistic estate. Um, so we filled that gap about a year and a half ago. And that's the thing that our competitors had that we didn't. And that has really, really been widely accepted in the marketplace. And we're excited about that. So 
that that to us gives us the best of both worlds. We have the the goals based planning, but we also can help you for the next two years, three years with the short term uh, short term detail cash flow, and for the the clients uh, with ultra high net worth estate uh, challenges and things like that. We, we we have the alphabet soup of the estate strategy world. So um, that that's that really has separated us. And makes us feel, you know, super comfortable in the space. And then probably the other thing I would add to it is just what InvestNet brings to the table to make it so I can plug in aggregation through Yodely. I can plug in Transcendent, uh, which is one of the exchanges that uh, deals with uh, helping people um, fulfill their trust needs and, um, you know, everything from FedEx where not only do you see that we have an annuity, we can do the quotes, but it also can take you through to fulfillment. So many times what's, what's always happened to us is we show you need in a plan for obviously more savings, more investing, but we've never bridged the gap between showing you that need and then helping you fulfill. And that's what InvestNet has provided to us since acquisition is the ability to not only show you the need, but simplistically with the click of the button, go through to fulfillment. Last question. Should we retire the word retirement? Oh, please. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it's just, it's misused so much of the time. Um, and, you know, we should all look to coin a new word. Uh, you know, we've, we've, we, we like the word living, <laughs> living planning. Um, it's a life plan, but even planning gets misused a lot. And, and the word planning, a lot of times, uh, people don't consider to be something you look forward to doing. It sounds art arduous and, you know, just too big to, to face. And so we, we are always struggling to try to come up with a, a new category, another way to describe planning. But retirement planning is just so limited and it's more and more not really retirement focused. It's living focused. Tony, that was wonderful. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. For everybody at Advisorpedia, our producer, Jakey Beard, and the Power Your Advice podcast team, this is Doug Heikinen.